You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now. Check out what we have there for you. Coming out of the NFL season, heading into free agency in the draft. And don't forget, we also have XFL coverage from my colleagues there at Sporting News. So we're all over that on the weekends. And uh, that's why we have a special edition here for you on Locked on Fantasy Football to break down the first two games of the 2020 reboot of the XFL there and also kind of look ahead to see what we learn from these games and uh, what we can apply to the uh, DraftKings uh, lineups there if you're playing fantasy or just in general where this league is kind of going here with the stats and players and the kind of league it is right now. So let's uh, break it down for you and then uh, we'll do the breakdown of the first game and then the second game from Saturday and then we'll come back and look at uh, what we're going to look at for Sunday there in the two games there. So a lot of excitement already about the XFL. We'll see about it lasting better than the AF, but I figure it's going to have a good future initially because a lot of the players are familiar here in this league. So again, check out all the good stuff we have now on uh, Sporting News to give you an idea of the good uh, things that are going on in the XFL. We'll definitely break that down for you here. Let's uh, look at the first game. The DC Defenders beat the Seattle Dragons. DC Defenders, as I mentioned, a popular pick to win the league. A lot of NFL talent that's recognizable. They come through with 31 points, 31 to 19. They win at home here. Maybe the Redskins need to uh, be worried a little bit about the Ohio State quarterback there on the Defenders team versus uh, Dwayne Haskins, the guy who followed. Cardell Jones, as promised, we really liked him as maybe being the best player in this league. And first game, he didn't waste any time. 291 yards and two scores. He also had uh, 28 yards rushing in this game. So he continues to impress when he gets a chance to start. He didn't get that chance in Buffalo or San Diego slash Los Angeles to play. Here he gets it. He gets a lot of volume. The leading receiver ends up being Eli Rogers there. We know that he had a good stint with the Steelers working in the slot. He immediately stepped in and took advantage of his experience, being a very reliable receiver. Caught all six targets for 73 yards. So we really liked what Rashad Ross could do, but he was limited here with the catches, but he still came through two for 52 and a score. So Ross is the big play guy. Rogers is more the possession guy if you're playing that PPR format in DraftKings, that certainly helps. But Ross certainly can stretch the field. We know that as a special player. I mentioned Kari Lee. We kind of liked him as the best tight end by default. He came through with a touchdown, only one catch, but made it count for a 39-yard score in the game. So there's a good passing offense we know for the D.C. defenders. Not so much in the running game. They were kind of shut down there in Jones. Rush for 28. Their leading rusher was Jarrell Presley, 12 for 31 only. So this team likes to throw the rock. They have some good receivers. Their other receiver that produced was Simi Cobbs. Had uh, one long catch for 70 yards. So 
Throwing a ball downfield, Cardell Jones is a big arm. Cardell Jones, I don't think, is going to disappoint all year, but that's a pretty good start, 291 and 2, plus those uh, 28 rushing yards. And again, Presley is going to pretty much be in the main man in this backfield. He had the uh, 14 touches here. Donnell Pumphrey was a little limited there with 7 touches. So we'll see if that changes. They become more of a passing team, but Presley, clearly the strength of the D.C. defenders here is passing. So Jones, again, Jones, Rodgers, some of these names that we uh, recognize, they came through the most, but this is where we're looking for those gems. And uh, again, Rashad Ross was ranked number one at wide receiver consensus-wise on Fantasy Pros for a reason. Again, dynamic big playmaker. He made one here. And uh, Kari Lee, we also like that to have an athletic tight end have an impact there. On the other side of things with the Seattle Dragons, uh, this team wasn't as effective throwing, but you still get uh, three touchdowns from Silvers, their quarterback. I mean, you look at uh, the production of this league. I mean, the thing that's going to struggle the most, and we saw it in this uh, first game, is the offensive line and the blocking for the running game. Brandon Silvers, I mean, again, only 217, kind of messy with the production there in this game. 21 of 40, clearly not the most uh, gifted quarterback here. Look at the average yards per attempt for Jones, 11.2, only 5.4 for Brandon Silvers. So when you look at that, uh, maybe B.J. Daniels will get a chance. He still had three scores in this game. So it's going to be a lot about the passing here. Again, Kenneth Farrow was the leading rusher, the former Charger. Seven rushes only for 41 yards. So not a lot there. This is a passing lead, clearly early. When you look at the uh, high efficiency on the 26 attempts for Jones, 40 attempts for Silvers, and of course trailing that doesn't help, and uh, the Dragons not a very good team here, so they're going to have to chuck the rock quite a bit. We look at their receiving core, Austin Prohl. We said uh, Ricky's son could have some damage here from North Carolina. 10 targets, so clearly the go-to guy. Catches 5 for 88 and 2 scores. You have uh, Demir, or Darius Bird there, catch some balls. Dante's bird, I should say. There's a lot of birds flying around in the NFL and XFL, but Dante's bird was the guy who caught the other big play there. He had a good performance there by Evan Rodriguez. We said he was a tight end that bounced around a little bit in the league. So it's a, you know, you look at Seattle, clearly not the equal of the defenders here. So the defenders are going to pick apart a lot of bad defenses here. So you had a lot of uh, interesting players here. I give not too much here, but I really like Austin Prohl here standing out for the Dragons. They're going to throw a ton. I don't love the rest of this team. They just didn't look that good here. So 31-19, again, the defenders didn't waste time. They were 9.5-point favorites. We like them to cover that spread as being a superior team to the Dragons, and they did not disappoint in this game. So... The biggest thing early from the very first game, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's very scoring related here where we saw that and actually this game went well over. We're seeing all the games were going 51 and a half uh, there. So you had two games go easily over here when you look at the first game going to a solid uh, 
50 points. I mean, it's going to be around that all the time here this season. So it's really about the other team and how much garbage they can put up. There's a little bit better garbage from the LA Wildcats in the second game. Very similar scores. You got 31-19 and 37-17. So again, uh, we know one team is going to score busily, but I think that's where we're getting the read of. Can the other teams catch up? And clearly right now, the Dragons and the Wildcats weren't the same type of explosive teams as the Defenders and the Houston Roughnecks, we'll talk about it. And part of it, again, comes from the quarterback play just like it does in the NFL. You got quarterback play, you can spread the ball around a little bit better. That was basically the difference. You had uh, Jones being able to throw to Rodgers, Cobbs, Ross, and Lee. Well, pretty much Brandon Silvers was lost when he didn't go to pro 75% of the time. So that's how you break it down. Again, the running games leave little to be desired here. So there you have a look at that first game. Here, i got to tell you, guys, we've got to take a break to talk about sex before we talk about that second game here. That means we're talking about Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Blue Chew gives you the first chewable, the same active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis, so you know that works. You can take Blue Chew anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And because it's chewable, it works up to twice as fast as a pill, so... You can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. And it's not just for guys that uh, are having trouble there. It's for any guy that wants to enhance his performance and get even better there in bed. And uh, with the Blue Chew, it's uh, prepared and shipped directly to you and is uh, prescribed online there. So it arrives in a discreet package. None of that awkwardness that comes in visiting a doctor's office or a pharmacy. And it's uh, made in the... USA, so that makes Blue Chew cheaper than a pharmacy as well. And right now, you have a special deal the listener to Locked On Fantasy Football. All you have to do is go to bluechew.com and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get the first shipment absolutely free. You only pay $5 shipping there. So check it out. Uh, it's a good way to dive into Blue Chew and um, great product. And uh, again, it's bluechew.com, B L U E C H E W.com. Promo code Locked On to try it. All you do is pay the $5 shipping. Blue Chew is the faster, cheaper, and better choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll be right back here to look at the second game of the XFL season 2020. All right, let's continue breaking down this other game for you. It's the Houston Roughnecks, as I mentioned, 37-17 over the Los Angeles Wildcats. We're looking to the quarterback situation. It is certainly... The Philip Walker show here for the Roughnecks, PJ Walker, however you want to call him, 39 attempts, completes 23, 272 and 4 for PJ Walker. He only has, also had 26 yards rushing. So Jones and Walker looking like the standout guys so far in this league, in this uh, league of limited quarterbacks options. And uh, clearly the guy here, Connor Cook, was the name that we saw on the list, but Walker took control of this Houston job looked very good here and not the most accurate guy only 59 percent only seven yards per attempt again this league is all about throwing we see again when you have 26 yards rushing you almost lead the team the Roughnecks leading rusher had 30 so again it's going to be about the quarterbacks who do they get involved here and uh, it's uh, good to see this team spread around you have a lot of uh, good players the guy that uh didn't uh, do anything here with Sammy Coates. So you're going to see these teams spread around. He had 
Nine targets here, only two catches for 28. So definitely a not a good uh, debut there for Sammy Cobbs. It's or Sammy Coates. Uh, we did have a good, uh, interesting debut by Sammy Cobbs, but Sammy Coates, a different story. And the former Steeler Eli Rogers also had the uh, bigger game. So that's kind of disappointing there when you look at it and you have a quarterback that's spreading the ball around. He's intending to get the ball to a guy, and he doesn't deliver there. So, P.J. Walker again. P.J. Walker, Cardell Jones, the early breakout star so far of this league. Hopefully it holds up for us to go there in that direction in this game. Now, on the other side, uh, we look at uh, the starting quarterback uh, there for the Wildcats. It's a bit of a surprise there when you look at uh, – their passing game and some of the big names you had there. And, uh, you know, Chad Canoff there. So Luis Perez was the guy that they had, but they made a deal there late. So Chad Canoff is your starting quarterback. 214 touchdown interception. Clearly looks overwhelmed here in a, in a league where uh, people are putting up big numbers. Uh, just disappointing there. I think he was a very limited quarterback. And you could definitely tell that on the other sides of these games. Uh, you had Josh Johnson also around on this roster, but they go with uh, Chad Canoff. So again, I don't know what they're thinking there exactly with the way things fell apart, but the key takeaway here is Nelson Spruce could be the top wide receiver of this league right now. 15 targets. So Canoff threw 40 times there. He only completed 21 passes and 11 went to Spruce. So nearly half of his completions go to Nelson Spruce. 11 catches, 103 yards. So big time possession game from him. Elijah Hood was very limited in the running game. 12 carries for 43. Again, this is the theme, passing, passing, passing. The lines are bad. The blocking is bad. It's all about guys who can extend plays and get the ball downfield. You have two athletic quarterbacks there in Walker and Jones. And you saw their ability to change the game there. I mean, it's not different from the NFL where these athletic quarterbacks have a lot of appeal because of the rushing ability, but also to extend plays, get out of trouble, get the ball downfield, make the bigger plays in the passing game as well. So very uh, interesting uh, kind of results here early, but that's going to be the, the hard thing about this league is that you're going to have maybe some better teams that's with some lopsided games, a lot about the passing, not much running, not much very viable defense in these games so again I didn't like what I saw from either the Dragons or the Wildcats here pretty overmatched and uh, defenders and roughnecks looks like they're for real here with their ability to stretch the field make some big plays with running quarterbacks so Jones and Walker I mean right now Walker would be a little higher because of the four TDs they're the 272 and the numbers he put up but I think overall Jones is the guy I'm going to trust a little bit more because I Realize his body of work. No, he's done at a high level at uh, Ohio State and winning a national championship. So I still lean there with his talent and go there with this team. So it'll be interesting to see. We we try to read the depth charts of these teams and figure things out there. And it's, it's hard initially to kind of figure out how things are going to go in this fledgling league because – they're just figuring out their own team right now, and we have to look at it that way for sure. Now, in the games here on Sunday, you have the 
Tampa Bay Vipers and New York Guardians. That's the first game, and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. The second game is the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades. So right now I would say uh, looking at the Vipers and Renegades as the favorites here, but uh, anything can happen in these games. And keep in mind that uh, we're always going to be talking about the NFL, XFL, whatever's going on in the offseason here for you on Lockdown Network. Uh, we also have you covered in-season, uh, MLB with spring training about to open. you got NBA in full swing about to hit the All-Star break. NHL down the stretch. College sports with basketball getting hot before March Madness as well. So good stuff all around on the network. Whatever your sport is, whatever aspect of sport, we've got you covered here on the Locked On Network. We'll be right back here to break down the two games of Sunday's XFL slate. All right, let's look at uh, the games we have. The Tampa Bay Vipers, the New York Guardians. uh, Again, this is the first game, the matinee, so to speak, at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. This is how the games are pretty much going to be 2 and 5. I kind of like the schedule here in relation to the NFL. So let's look at the board and see where DraftKings has the guys. Right now, Matt McGloin is listed as the New York starting quarterback, and he was traded. I'm sorry, Luis Perez was traded behind him, so... We'll see how it goes, but clearly uh, we're trying to figure out the situations here. And uh, on the Tampa Bay side, Aaron Murray is uh, the projected starter here. So when you look at that, I mean, McGloin, you're playing $9,700 for. There, he's the highest rated quarterback. If you're playing the two-game slate here, you have Landry Jones coming in in second. That's in the Dallas game. And the... Jordan Tamu again at St. Louis there. So when we look at it, I like Tamu again because guy that can run, mobile, big arm, extend plays, beat out Taylor Heineke. That's where I want to go at 8,700. So we're going to start cheap to figure things out there. But uh, when we're building here a essentially a seven-team lineup, we're going there with uh, Tamu and the Battle Hawks quarterback there in this particular slate of games over McGloin, who, uh, again, you're paying too much, might as well save a thousand and go from there. Now, running backs, again, not too much value, obviously, as we started early. So we want to try to get the biggest bargain that we can in these games. Maybe someone's going to be involved in the passing game there. So Lance Dunbar, again, name that you know, he does catch a lot of passes. We're going to just go cheap there at 4400 I don't want to pay 8400 for Kristen Michael and a team that may have trouble running the ball there. Dallas could be playing with a lead here. So Dunbar, you could look at at 4400 for some value there. Again, it's hard to navigate just because we don't have too much rushing production that we can count on here. If you want to pay a little bit more, you could go to Cameron Artis Payne at 6800 So let's uh, presume we'll go there if... Uh, the Renegades are playing with the lead there based on the game script. That would make sense to have Tamu and Artis Payne there battling each other in the same lineup as your running back. But again, running back just not something you want to be too interested in. Now with the wide receiver, I want to obviously attach someone to Jordan Tamu from that first game. Jeff Bidet has really come on as a player to watch as well as uh, Mikhail McKay. But they're 9,900 there for McKay, 8,800 for Bay. So 
Let's go with someone tied with Tamu. We can go with either Keith Mumphrey or Pearson L there, one of these players. So he's Mumphrey is looking like he's not going to be in a prominent role. We're looking at Pearson L so far. He is going to be starting the slot. So we like that value here. So Pearson L put him in there for this game. That's a good value. I think you look at uh, McKay here. He's definitely starting. So let's go a little high end with the New York Guardians uh, wide receiver, given he has uh, the quarterback play of Matt McGloin. So Pearson L, we're going to slot guy to work with Tamu McKay there. Now flex play there. Jeff Bidet, again, is should be playing there against St. Louis. He's got a thigh injury, so we'll see what he can do. But, again, we don't want to invest too much in running backs here. So, you can look at uh, Devion Smith. He's going to start for the Vipers here. He's pretty cheap at 6300 so we can put him at a flex spot for sure. So, it's... Uh, Tim Cook on the other side, you could go there. But again, we don't want to invest too much there. Antonio Callaway, as we mentioned, unfortunately, on injured reserve there. An intriguing player, again, that we look at here to make a, be a big play is Jazz Ferguson there for the Renegades. So he's at 4,200, so we can put him in as another flex. As far as defense goes, I'd say... Uh, if you go with the better team, I think you have to go with the Renegades here. So we go there, and then maybe we come back and adjust our lineup. So right now we had uh, Cameron Artis Payne in there as a running back. Jordan Tamu is our quarterback. Pearson L working in the slot for Tamu there. And St. Louis, uh, Mikhail McKay there, the top running back or top wide receiver for the Guardians. Top running back on the other side is uh, Devin Smith. For the Tampa Bay team and the other side of that with the Vipers, uh, Jazz Ferguson for the Dallas Renegades and then the Renegades defense as well. So we're trying to figure this out and make it up as we look at the best possible options here for our DraftKings lineup. So it's going to be a work in progress. We needed to analyze, get some data. It was nice to have the data from the Dragons and Defenders and Wildcats and Roughnecks. So... Vipers, Guardians, Battlehawks, Renegades will give us a lot to work on as well going forward. But to summarize so far, looks like uh, P.J. Walker and Cardell Jones, the two quarterbacks to watch. Austin Prohl and Eli Rogers having a big impact early as well. And slot receivers look like they could have a big impact in this league, while running backs, given uh, the offensive line play, may not be as effective here unless they have that NFL experience and can make things happen when nothing's there. So there you have it. There's a look at uh, your uh, XFL takeaways there from the first two games, as well as a little bit of a preview for the next two games. So we'll come back and talk about that league later again at some point, but we want to get our feet wet with the XFL. We'll dive back into the NFL this week, so check out our next show on Lockdown Fantasy Football. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.